everyone. Your designers are here. I'm Anita from Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly from My Soulful Home. And we have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Episode one was a lot of fun. Uh, we, uh, I learned a lot about my friends here, and uh, we uh, really enjoyed sharing with you. Today, we're going to talk about finding your decorating style. And we'll start out by telling you about our decorating styles and sort of how we evolved into these styles. Let's start with your decorating style, Anita. <laughs> how did you get there? And what is well, it? Well, do you want me just to talk about my current one or all the incredibly crazy phases I went through? <laughs> well, the, the latter sounds pretty interesting, but why don't you start with where you're at right now? <laughs> okay. it's a, I call it farmhouse French, and it's a mix of refined French style and rustic farm style. So it's not really country French, but it's kind of a mix of farmhouse and French. And it's mm. something that I picked up not only from my travels to France, and the south of France and Paris and so forth, but also to Round Top, which is where our farm is, going to the antique show, they would have these beautiful, you know, like Louis Sixteenth chairs or whatever, sitting out in a field, and there'd be like a hay bale in the background and a cow walking by, and it just really inspired me to combine the elements together. Mm. That sounds That's so beautiful. pretty. So beautiful. So, Yvonne, where are you at these days in your decorating journey? Well, I'm, um, I was called my style classic. It has a timeless feel. It has a lot of um, American farmhouse influence because our home is a uh, inspired farmhouse sitting in a, in a uh, fields of beautiful farmland. So um, I like to keep things uh classic and things that don't the styles don't change and add touches of like I said farmhouse I also like a little bit of industrial style these days but uh, my style wasn't always like that how about you Kelly well I I also like to think that my child my style has evolved into sort of a timeless look um, which for me means bringing in pieces from the past antiques and including new pieces and in this current house uh, as I mentioned in episode one I, you could call it farmhouse glam if you were forced to pick a name because <laughs> there it has a bit of bling I mean hey I'm in LA right so a little bling <laughs> doesn't hurt anybody here um, but always I tried to have a balance some old and new and sort of mm. something luxurious and that doesn't have to be something expensive it could just be you know cloth napkins or a beautiful candle or something something luxurious but with a lived-in feel um and a little something unexpected so that that's pretty much been my style for a while it depends i think the architecture of my house really influences the style that i choose for the particular house we haven't been in this home very long but we've done a lot of work to it in the 14 months we've been here and the house prior was more like a storybook it still had that same timeless feel but with you know different colors and um, different textures but always sort of this the same feel of old and new mm. So, uh, Anita, now tell us about some of these madcap decorating styles you might have had in the past. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's it's like we've said before, like the, my walk of shame. So it's it's just quite a, uh, I don't know. I went through my bohemian phase where I had the purple sofa that was floral 
and no, I think I had the purple floral serve with. Then I had my bohemian phase because I decided the floral was out, and so I recovered it in purple velvet, which actually now is I think kind of hot wow. again. Actually, that sounds beautiful. So, wow! Wow! These kind of Moroccan lights in the room. Were you wearing <laughs> caftans at the time and a headdress or something? I love I it. Know, but that sounds lovely. <laughs> well, definitely Anita, comfortable. Anita, that doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> wow! I want to know what Kevin thought of that look. Yeah, he just would come home and shake his head. I don't know. He just everything. <laughs> But I, ha- you got to give the man credit. I mean, I, he comes in, and your husbands are probably the same. He can walk over a very large box that has been delivered to the house, and or walk <laughs> around it and not even mention it. Yes, and same here. Like, what mm-hmm. was in that? You know, where did they come? I, exactly. And my husband is also um, uh, definitely clued into the fact that he should look behind him before he sits down because the chair that was there yesterday <laughs> might be someplace else. <laughs> That's a sign of a decorator right there. <laughs> I think um, I think for most of us, I think our styles do change. You don't. I do not want to be stuck in the '90s. You know, I want to evolve, and I was definitely in the '90s, and I had my Tuscan phase that most of us have gone through. I love we're, the Tuscan yeah, phase. I know where everything. <laughs> I skipped red. it. I skipped oh, it. Kelly, Kelly, stop bragging. <laughs> I think that's because you were living. Well, you were living in the Hamptons then, um, but where everything was, you know, gold walls and red furniture and very. Um, um, Italian Tuscan looking and because it was popular then and and um, boy did I boy did I do a, a 180 totally um, because my house is farmhouse um, I wanted it to reflect what it looked like inside I mean, on the outside the inside I wanted it to um, have some harmony and and it was a very long slow change with a few detours along the way but I think those mistakes, just like uh, looking at our hairdos in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. You you learn from that, and you learn you learn a little bit about yourself, and you learn about how to correct mistakes. So I think um, going through those different styles make you makes you a much more confident decorator, and a conf- um, and a decorator who knows their um, own self and who wants to be more true to themselves. Yeah, I think the red and gold, I mean, for some people, that is who they really are. But I think for us, we just kind of adopted it because it was popular at the time. And so there's certainly nothing wrong with somebody who likes those colors in their home. Absolutely. I think there's something to say about, you know, following these trends. And, you know, when you don't know what your real true style is, you're going to really adapt whatever is out there and kind of soak it up of just kind of whatever is popular at the time. And I think all three of us are about really creating your own individual style that is classic throughout the ages. I so agree. And yeah, and, and I definitely take keys uh, from the architecture of the house. So, you know, if you have a Tuscan looking house, go for it, you know, go all the way. But um, comfort, authenticity, and personality are the three things that I always now want to have in a house that I have decorated or that I'm living in. Um, something that uh, feels true to you, something that kind of, when you walk through the door, kind of makes your heart flutter a little bit like, oh, that looks really good. Or just like, ah, I'm here. This is my house. And infusing your home with personality, uh, things that you've collected, um, decorating pieces that you've curated, not, not you know, a, a banner trip to home goods and you just drag it you know six carts and check out and put it all out something that you've taken time hey, to we've put all together done that though right <laughs> <laughs> do we have to admit to it Ro? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That is true. But I, that's really important to me and having comfortable spaces. So authenticity, comfort, and personality. Those are the three things that I'm looking for uh, in my home now. Those are good. I like that. I do too. And Kelly, I, I love the use of three words. And I think my three words would be curated, comfort, and also authenticity. It's got to be, you've got to you have your home has to reflect who you are or you know you're thinking whose home is this because it's certainly not mine it doesn't look like me you want a home to look um, like the person living in it so true so those those are great tips I think for for the listeners Um, Anita do you have anything that you wanted to add to that I think that's I, I think that's right. I mean, you well. I mean, for me, I love collections, so I think part of that is including collections in your home. Mm-hmm. So whether it's dishes or kind of rustic farmhouse elements or you know whatever it is, I think there's uh, you can kind of really include that in your design. And also, I I think you all have really said this, but I really like a house that kind of embraces the, your family and friends and makes mm-hmm. them feel welcome. So, but I think that's what you've said. I mean, that it's really about are you comfortable in the house and does it make everybody feel cozy and warm? That's the a best, really good point. Yes. And the best compliment I ever got was from about my home was from somebody I didn't know that well. And it was the first time they had come to my house. And it wasn't this one. It was our prior home. And she said, it feels like your house is giving me a hug. Oh. And I said, yes, that's what I wanted it to do. So that that really made me feel good because mm-hmm. that's what I was aiming for. And um, obviously it it uh, translated to somebody who was visiting. Is there a piece of furniture or an item or something that you think every home decorated in your particular current style should have? So say somebody was wanting to um, join you in your rustic, refined French country look, Anita, what would you suggest that they incorporate? Oh, well, that's easy. I would say a French chair. And the thing is, it's so easy to find them, or at least where I am, I find French chairs at thrift stores, at antique stores. Uh, they're just everywhere, and you don't need to spend a lot. I find them even, I found some for $100. But it's amazing what just adding one French chair to a room will do. And it doesn't even have to be one that you're going to sit in much. <laughs> or anybody else. I mean, because, because we have had problems at our house because mommy comes home with French antiques, and then people sit on them, and they break and splash. <laughs> Oh, okay, Goldilocks. Yes, <laughs> Keep up. off the chairs. Uh, well, how does somebody know if it's a French chair? Well, I think that's a, a good point. And really with farmhouse French style, it doesn't actually have to be French. If it's curvy and kind of looks French to you, you can probably use it. There are a lot of Italian chairs that are curvy, and they do look very similar to French. So I don't think it has to be. So if somebody was looking for a French chair, they're looking for a curvy chair with what wooden back and a cushion seat give me give me some details on that oh boy well i mean the two most common french chairs that i think of are, are a louis the 15th and a louis the 16th and a louis the 15th has the one with a and you can we can put this in the show notes i'll mm-hmm. show you which one is each one is but the 15th has a curvy style the legs are curved i mean sometimes they're upholstered sometimes they're caned or you know other materials so it's, it doesn't really matter what material is on it, but it's kind of usually got a curvy back and then the curvy, you know, legs. Whereas Louis the Sixteenth, they're kind of straight legs and a little more, uh, less stylized, more, uh, I don't want to use the word simple. I mean, it's French design, which is never simple, but, but more straight, straight legs is, I guess what I'm going to say. Oh, I That's love this. I learned something. 
Yvonne, how about you? Same question. Thank you, Anita. That was really informative. What do you think? Something that someone would have to have in a home style like yours. If someone looked at your blog and said, this is speaking to me. I want to emulate this style. This is going to work for me. It's, it feels authentic. I'm going to infuse it with my personality and it's so comfortable. What would you tell that person they needed to have? Well, they'd probably want um, something classic and something farmhouse. And for something classic, I would say um, uh, you can't go wrong with neutrals. I'm just such a big fan of neutrals anymore because you can add color to it. But as a base, like your um, your bigger pieces of furniture, your investment pieces, uh, neutrals that will stand the test of time that are very classic and classic lines, very comfortable. You want things that are comfortable. Um, pillows, pillows are just, oh, I've had I'm so addicted to pillows. Um, they're just like jewelry for a room. And then if you want to throw in some farmhouse, I, I would say find something or do it yourself, a painted chippy piece of furniture. It just brings so much warmth and charm and life into a room and also maybe throwing in a little bit of burlap. Uh, you don't, I don't overdo the burlap, but lampshades are a wonderful place to put burlap. How about oh, you, Kelly? Great. I love burlap lampshades too. That, that's a great too. point. And yeah, and you don't really want to overdo anything, right? Because then it looks exactly. like, you know, just like anything, you know, you're trying too hard or, you know, you don't want all too much of, of one thing uh, or too many signature pieces. You know, you don't want big earrings and a big necklace and a bracelet, you know, so you choose one, right? So, you know, there's going to be a handbag. And a handbag. Well, unless you're in the, in the 80s, 80s. And, and you were clubbing. <laughs> and then you went to a great yard sale. Well, I should, it, that's what I used to do. So yeah, when I was younger, I would um, go out to clubs in night and, and the evening with my girlfriend, and she was an avid uh, yard seller too. And we would pick up the local paper, uh, sort of early in the morning, late in the evening, and we'd hit all the yard sales <laughs> before anybody else. But um, and that's where I ended up. I actually have antique pieces, you know, smaller pieces. I wasn't, you know, I was only in my early twenties. I wasn't looking for big pieces at that point, but I still have some of those pieces. So that gets to me to answer your question. If somebody was going to emulate the style that I have now, which is sort of a, a farmhouse with a bit of bling and rustic and refined mashup, mm-hmm. I would have one or two really great antique pieces. And when I say antique, it doesn't have to be something, you know, pristine that costs thousands and thousands of dollars, just a piece with great lines. You could find this at a yard sale. You could find this in a thrift store. I go to the hospital thrift store here in Pasadena and they clean out homes all the time and they have the most wonderful pieces and you can score something, you know, quite monumental like a big armoire or a you know a big break front for your dining room for you know a couple hundred bucks and I, I think it's important to have the the patina of pieces like that mm-hmm. if you're going to try to have a farmhouse rustic look and then for me I'm just really enamored of chandeliers these days I can't me get too. enough of those Love them. and your home shows that you have gorgeous chandeliers and let me just throw this in here for anyone who's listening if you want to see these examples we will have links to them in the show notes oh yeah it's you know it's it's interesting doing this without pictures but everybody can just visit our blogs and see what our homes look like and it, it's it's a good exercise to be describing them with you know without the photos and then you know people can go have a look but yeah it, it will all be in the show notes excellent point Yvonne so um 
Um, yeah, Yvonne. Let, let me. Yeah, let me just. Let me just. Since we're talking about these tips that we've given, let me just sum that up because I think most of us agree, or okay. all of us agree, that really what you want is a curated look, and that's something that is collected. That's bringing things that you love, that are authentic to you and your style, into your home. And like Anita said, you're not going to bring in, you know, six shopping carts from one store and plop it down. Re- the the um, the pleasure of the hunt. That's what you sort of oh. <laughs> finding those things that you love for your home, that it's not just a canned look, that this look is you and you really want your home to reflect that. And I just think that's such a good tip for our listening audience. Oh, I love that. Yes. I would like to add that I love that we're doing this by audio only because it really pulls out just the decorating ideas that we have, and it's not specific. So much of what we talk about on our blogs, I don't think it's specific to one style. And Mm. I do have people coming that saying, I don't really like farmhouse French, but I like coming to your blog. So I think it kind of pulls out... It it removes the specificness of our styles, we're, and we're just kind of focused on the tips and things that you can do that cross all styles. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. That, that's a great point, and it's so true. So uh, I just thought of something else we we should cover. So if you didn't have the style that you have now, what style are you drawn to? Do you know, like like sometimes I think you know, oh, if I just cleared this all out, like it would be fun to start all over. Well, I just started over in this house, so I don't really want to do that right now. I need to need to take a breather. But, you know, I was thinking, well, if I just had a, a like a little apartment or if I had a little mm-hmm. beach house, and what would I do? So, uh, Yvonne, what would, what would you do if you were decorating a, another home or if you, uh, oh. if someone said to you, okay, you need to clear it all out today and, and you're going to try this style, this, which would it be? <laughs> this is my dream question. Oh. I, I wish I had 12 homes. Because oh, to be honest so. with you, <laughs> to be uh, and the funds to decorate them, yes. uh, the um, I love so many different styles. I I I would love to have a beach home because oh, I would have so much fun decorating that whole thing in whites and aquas and uh, making it a little more streamlined and and uh, clean lines and like white sheets and white beds and I just I just can picture it in my mind and then I'd love to have a uh, an apartment um, like in a loft or something because I think mid-century I know it's a trend mid-century modern I think we're going to be doing a another podcast on trends um, I love the lines of mid-century modern uh, I, I can't take it in the full dose I want you know just bits and pieces of it and I find that so beautiful um I love, I really love very loud, bright colors. And if you look at my house, you don't see that it's, they're not easy to live with, but I love them. And I'd love to decorate something with, you know, black and white check floors and a green, a bright green, um, velvet sofa with uh, lots of different prints and things done in a modern way. So as you can see, I'm just, just crazy about different decorating styles. So I just can't say one. So I had to say a few. (laughs) How about you, Anita? Well, I think I would like to do a place maybe in a lot of bold colors because that's what Mm -hmm. people don't understand. I love bold colors. People think I'm allergic to them because my house is so neutral, but I went with neutrals because it was more of a timeless look and I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be replacing my furniture all the time because the color I was tired of it 
So that's why I like the neutrals. But I still adore color, and I would love to have one with just some splashy mm. uh, wallpaper. And wallpaper. Oh, kind of gets it. me excited. Oh, oh, that's good. Then. Okay, I thought you were against it. No, no, no. But it's like, ooh, wallpaper. <laughs> right. You know, I think you said something so important, and I think that's maybe what we're all feeling. Just our our homes, we choose to have a timeless look because, to be honest with you, I just can't afford to keep changing them every five years when I get tired of them. You know, we learned that lesson. I learned that lesson when I bought a mahogany dining room suit. And so many of people that are my age did that. And then we have to live with them for 30 years because we spent so much for them that we really couldn't afford to get rid of them and buy something else. And so I think you made a fabulous point that, you know, just just so that you can keep your furniture and it stays in style and you don't get tired of it, choosing neutrals is a good way to go because you can add so much to it. So I agree with you 100%, Anita. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have a, a secret on that. I had the same thing with my dining room table. I know this isn't what this podcast is about, but <laughs> I just... <laughs> But, you know, I really wanted this brand new restoration hardware table, and it was the same thing. We had spent so much on that dining room table. I hemmed and hawed, finally just broke down, bought the table I wanted, sold my old one. And you know what? I made enough money in a consignment store, my take. It paid for my new table. Good for you. Absolutely. Well done. Yippee. (laughs) No, that's a great tip, too, because people who are listening might be thinking, well, gosh, you know, I really do want to change my style. But exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying, I paid so much for this. Oh, my my God, what is my husband going to say? You know, I wanted this so badly or, you know, and now I don't want it anymore or it doesn't work or we don't use it. We don't even sit in the dining room. It's an option to contact your local consignment stores and and sell it or, you know, a Craigslist, all those sorts of things are available to us now. So it's a little bit easier than it was, you know, several years ago uh, to get rid of your things and change your style. And as we talk about developing our styles, I really think, and and, um, I'm just, this is something that's like a mantra to me, do not spend more on the things that you put in your home than the years you're willing to keep it. Mm. Wow. And yeah, yeah. You don't need to buy the best because I think when you talk about styles, our, our tastes change. You know, um, you're not wearing the same clothes that hopefully that you were, were 20 years ago. Maybe a black dress or something like that that's timeless. But most of us do change our wardrobes. I don't look like I did. I'm not wearing the same clothes I did when I was a teen. And, you know, um, our homes are the same way because they're a reflection of how we evolve. So, you know, do you really want to spend $5,000 on a table? Because you're going to have to keep it a long, long time and your decorating style will evolve and change. There's some things you want to spend some money on that are a little more classic or that, you know, that can sort of move in between styles, but you really want to be careful how much you spend um, on your furniture because, uh, you know, Anita and I have learned that lesson. I had to live with a dining room table for almost, well, 27 years because I just couldn't, I just, I was so tired of it, but, and it was beautiful, but I was tired of it. I just, um, I, I just couldn't see buying a new one because we had spent so much money on it. So very good lesson. Very good tip. I think there's, it's a new day too, because back Mm. in the day, you know, Yvonne, I mean, all of us back in the day, you bought that expensive furniture. You saw it as an investment. You were going to have it your whole life. 
And so we spent a ton of money on really expensive furniture. And then guess what? My taste changed. So I think you have an excellent point. And I think the younger people who grew up in a disposable, you know, environment understand that you may not have it forever. Absolutely. But it's something that we've had to learn because things have changed. And, but you know, our grandparents, once they bought something, they had it forever. That's exactly right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know, all those sorts of things like the, the wedding registry and all that. I sort of was on the tail end of that. And I have so many Waterford glasses, wine glasses, well, first of all, ladies, they're not big enough for the poor that I enjoy, and, <laughs> and they have gold rims on them. You can take the club out of the girl. No, no, you can't. You, no, you, actually, you can't. Uh, and they have gold rims on them, and you know you have to wash them by hand. Yes, exactly. What was I thinking? You know, mm-hmm. so so they sit in a you know in a pretty cabinet, and now I get to you know look at them. But even in the other house, they were you know resigned to a, a cupboard, closed cupboard. Nobody even saw them. And so th- those are excellent points. So if somebody wanted to do something today, like after this podcast ends, if they wanted to do something to sort of um, change their style a little bit, something they could do really quickly, Yvonne, what's something you would suggest? Uh, pillows. Change your pillows, change your pillows, change your throws makes a very big difference. It's like putting um, jewelry on, um, on something you're wearing and also learn how to paint a piece of furniture. I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. learning how to paint something, uh, it's just like magic. Paintbrushes are magic. I had, um, mahogany 18th century chairs and didn't want to get rid of them. So I painted them and oh my goodness, my readers, I had so much backlash and, and uh, people just having such trepidation about doing that. But you know, they were in such good shape I couldn't get rid of them and I love the style so they went from mahogany to a very chippy pretty um, neutral color and I and I just think if people learn how to um, paint something they just have this the sky's the limit of what they can do de- um, to change their decorating style Excellent. Anita, do you have a, a quick takeaway for today, a quick tip on changing? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. And I think my tip is more about kind of figuring out what your style is or if you want to uh, go in a new direction. I think my suggestion would be to go on Pinterest and create a board mm-hmm. called Your Style. And then it, every because, you know, we have all these uh, pins on Pinterest and maybe we pin something just because of one small element. But on this board, you would pull out rooms where you like the whole room. And then you're just pinning all these rooms. And then usually when you go back and look at all those pins, there's a common denominator. There's a common feeling. And that's kind of how you can kind of figure out what style you really love, what you're really drawn to. And that also pulls out the, well, I'm starting with this. It kind of frees you up from saying, I'm, it frees you up from what you have now to focus on what mm-hmm. it can be. And then once you kind of realize, oh, well, I really like cottage style or coastal or whatever, then you can start incorporating those things and put a plan together to transition slowly over time or whatever your budget can afford, whatever you can afford. I love that. And that is exactly, you didn't give me that tip, but I feel like you maybe gave that to me, uh, you know, in a dream state because that's exactly (laughs) what I did when we started this house. I mean, maybe someday we'll get to talk about it, but there was a long dial up to us actually purchasing this house for because of the older gentleman who lived here. But anyway, it took a long time. And so I had a long time, you know, a year and eight months to get ready and, um, 
and, and develop what the style of what I wanted this house to look like. Um, so I created a Pinterest board that it's, it's home ideas, my soulful home, home ideas. And it's really my favorite board. And what I would do periodically, I would just add things as I saw them, or maybe I would be looking for a specific, you know, element to the house, like a sink or something like that. And then I would go through it and I would edit it. And first of all, that's a really cheap way to decorate and undecorate because I just edited it down. <laughs> and then I would look through it. And honestly, just looking at the board, I was like, yes, like this is what I want my home to look like. Mm -hmm. This is the feel that I want. And I was able to curate it, you know, through these pictures that were, you know, obviously so available and free. And then, um, you know, get the color scheme and all of that. And, you know, I didn't emulate piece by piece any of those rooms, but it was more the overall feel and ideas and inspiration and jumping points. So good, good idea. Okay. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you joined us and we look forward to seeing you next time. Happy decorating. Hey there. If you're loving our podcast, like we're loving our podcast, we would love you to rate and review us. Head to iTunes to do that. It's easy and it would mean so much to us. And if you do rate and review us, we're going to enter you to win a fantastic giveaway. The details for the giveaway are in the show notes for this episode, and you can find the show notes at decoratingtipsandtricks.com.